How's it going, y'all? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold, but the takes are hot. Today, we have something special for y'all. Um, it is our fourth edition, I believe, already of Mock Draft Monday. And we have a three-round mock draft. And the first round is the only round that we are conducting trades. But with those trades, we can trade picks in the second or third round. So it does shake up teams' plans in the second and third round and shake it changes who we have going to different places. Um, so a lot of fun picks that we got to make here. Total, I think it's 105 with all the compensatory picks in the third round. So 105 picks for y'all. We're going to keep it moving pretty quick. Um, we did keep our first round from the mock last week, which was actually 4.0. Sorry, this one is 5.0. Um, so we're going to get it rolling and we're going to switch it up today. Actually, I'm doing odds and Brady is going to do evens. Yeah, it should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it at a, at a, a second or third round onto that first round mock we did last week. Should be interesting. Yeah, so we're going to get it started here. Just do a little recap of the first round we did last week. Um, first overall, Aiden Hutchinson. We're going to keep going with him until we hear something else. Um, there is a little bit of rumor about Trayvon Walker going first, but nothing of too much sustenance. So we are going to go with Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Yeah, it, it, nothing's going to change there, like you said. Um, and then at two, we went Kyle Hamilton, BPA. Um, we're not buying the hype that the league, we weren't buying the hype last week about the league not liking him. Yeah, I, I like Hamilton. I think he should be a top five pick, but if he falls out of the top 10, I'll just be crazy. Yeah. Um, third overall, we're going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. He's the best edge, I believe, on both of our boards, edge-wise, and best overall player available, too. So him going to Houston, where some sites have their needs as every position, would be great to help kind of jumpstart that defense and bring it back to where it was when they had two dominant edges on the field. Yep. Uh, fourth, went Ike McQuanu to the Jets. Pretty easy pick there. Yeah, he's my – number one player in the draft. Um, I really like him a lot. Usually that means he's number, my number one tackle. So I think him going to the Jets will be awesome for that team. Um, but the fifth pick, New York Giants, going with Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama, same as last week, like we said. Um, just really a need for them and best tackle up there. Yep. Sixth last week was the Malik Willis. We're going to stick with it. Uh... Carolina is taking a quarterback. It ain't going to change. That that should be a quarterback. We're going to stick with it from last week. Yeah, I agree. I think Willis is the best guy, and Carolina's in a spot to take him right there at six. Uh, number seven, we got our first trade of the mock. Chicago Bears want to move up. They sent their 39th overall pick this year, next year's first and fourth rounder for the Giants pick, seventh overall. And Chicago traded up for this pick to take Charles Cross, the left tackle out of the uh, Mississippi State. So it gets him a top-end left tackle and really the top, the last top-tier left tackle available. Yep, and then we had uh, James Williams going to the Falcons at eight. Uh, just wide receiver one for a lot of teams. Fits, fits one next to Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Atlanta really lost all the receivers, so them being able to grab the receiver they like here at eight is big for them. But number nine, we got Seattle's pick in the Russell Wilson trade. And we're going to go with the first corner off the board out of Cincinnati, Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Um, Seattle has a lot of needs, but giving him a dominant corner here is just great for that defense and should be playing for the next decade for him. Yep, and we had 10 second trade of the mock. The Jets, uh, we modified this trade. Uh, the Jets send uh, number 10 and number 38, or 30, I think it was 38, uh, to the Seattle Seahawks for DK Metcalf, uh, sticking with it. Um, again, we're not going to change the mock from last week. We're just rolling with it, and uh, Seattle takes Drake London here. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of player for player, pretty much there in play style. Um, losing DK is big, but getting London right back next year is just as big for that offense and for whatever young quarterback they decide they want to hand the keys to that offense. Um, but 11th overall pick, we've got the Washington Commanders up. We're going with Derek Stingley Jr., second corner off the board out of LSU. Had a great pro day. Um, 
but we think him going to Washington is a very likely scenario here. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, number 12 here, we got Jordan Davis going to Minnesota, fills the need with a high-level player for them. Like I said, it was it was easy for us last week. Yeah, it feels a real need that they have now after who they lost in free agency. The Texans' second pick of the first round at 13, the one that they got in the Deshaun Watson trade, we are going to give them a receiver out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. Um, just like I said, another high-end guy who can help fill some needs on that team and slowly bring that team back to where they were a few years ago. Yeah, it's my favorite receiver in the draft. I like it a lot. Uh, at 14, we had our third trade of the mock. Arizona sends 23 and 55 to Baltimore for 14, and Arizona takes Trevon Walker and stops the fall. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Trayvon Walker, who's been rumored to be going first overall by some people, him being there at 14 is huge, and Arizona could really pounce on that opportunity and take him there without giving up too much capital. Uh, but the 15th pick, we have Miami's first pick um, of many picks and of two this first round. We're going to give him another receiver here in Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, a guy that could really go anywhere from 15 to 30. Um, a guy that didn't really have a great combine, but nonetheless fits that offense. Big guy can do a lot of stuff in the backfield too. Yeah, it fits them really well. Um, and 16 with the New Orleans Saints uh, taking uh, or penning. Reportedly, it was a move for uh, to get a tackle ahead of Los Angeles, so they take a tackle there. Yeah, and with tackle being gone, Los Angeles goes with BPA here and a guy that could be a top ten pick in Jermaine Johnson. Out of Florida State, edge rusher. We both have him pretty high on our board. Um, him going to L.A. is a great move for them, giving him a third edge, allowing some of the Mac and Bosa to play a little bit less. Yeah, and then it, uh, a spec, speaking of filling a need with a defensive player, uh, Philly goes with Devin Lloyd at 18. Uh, they need a linebacker really bad, and it, it's a great player. Yeah, him being there at 18 form is huge. Um, Phil, a need in the – level that defense kind of take over might wear the green dot a few years in um nonetheless a great pick for them but number 19 new Orleans saints pick they just traded the eagles for um, they're going to take a quarterback here second quarterback off the board and kenny pickett out of pittsburgh uh, might be the pro rate most pro ready quarterback by some scouts uh, a lot of people believe that that he can come in on day one while new orleans that might not be the case for him as they re-sign Jameis winston uh, they get their quarterback and can let them develop as long as they want, or they can start them day one. Yep. And then at uh, at twenty, we had the Steelers trading for uh, Jordan Love. They pick up pick fifty nine in the process as well. And Green Bay went ahead and took Chris Olave to fill their wide receiver one need. That's a great pick there. Um, losing Devontae Adams, Chris Olave can help fill that uh, vacancy, but. 21, we got the New England Patriots. A really solid fit for them here is corner Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Uh, they have a few needs on that defense, but losing Gilmore and now J.C. Jackson, Trent McDuffie will be real nice for that defense on the outside or inside, whether they decide to play him. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, really good player. League's supposed to be high on him, so it's a good fit there for New England. Uh, Zion Johnson goes here at 22. The Green Bay Packers, um, again, talked about it last week, but – that uh, helps them get their best five offensive line on the field. I agree. Um, can never go wrong with getting extra offensive linemen. Um, with 23rd pick, Ravens are out after they traded back with the Cardinals. They're going to take a corner who they probably would have taken at 14 and Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Um, some medical concerns have dropped him a little bit here, um, as most initially had him as a top 15 pick. Yeah, we'll see what the medicals look like here uh, as we go to the draft, but a uh, really good fit there for Baltimore. Um, 24 was uh, Nicobe Dean. Again, This is if this was a new first-round mock and we were doing a brand-new mock today, it would have been a different pick. But, again, it was last week. We're not going to change last week's mock. So um, we're just tacking all these two rounds. So Nicobe Dean to Dallas was last week's pick. Yeah, like that. A lot of a pick that you won't really see anywhere um, is Dean to Dallas. But I like it. And Phil's a knee as – a lot of their guys in that linebacking group are leaving or have already left. Uh, 25th pick, Buffalo's first pick of the draft. Taking a corner, uh, Kair Alam out of Florida. Really good coverage guy. And with them losing their second corner and really only Tredavious White in that um, defensive or corner group, should I say, fills a need and he should be great for that defense. 
Yep. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum with the Titans at 26, just simply BPA, and it gives them another offensive lineman to use as they have an aging O-line. All right. Pick 27 as we kind of round out the first of three rounds we have for you all today. Kenyon Green, the guard out of Texas A&M University, is going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Bucks lost a couple interior offensive linemen this offseason, and Kenyon Green is a guy that could really come in and be a really good starter from day one, a guy that could have been maybe a top 15 pick had he not done bad at the combine. But nonetheless, he's here at 27, and Tampa Bay scoops him up. Yeah, well, it was a really good pick for them. Uh, 28, Green Bay gets a – a guy that would have taken it at 22 or 20, uh, George Karloftis, uh, like we said last week, really good value, high, high low, large rusher across from Preston Smith. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, Green Bay could go a lot of different ways with that pick, but with two guys already locked up above him in the draft, this is the right pick here with him being there at 28. 29, we got the first of two KC picks consecutively, and we're going to give him a receiver here as they lost Tyreek Hill and Jahan Dotson. Star receiver out of Penn State uh, should come in and be a factor for them day one as they also lost Byron Pringle. Yep, uh, really good move for KC. They got another pick here at 30. We had him taking Daxton Hill, uh, just more athletic and, uh, and a, a deep safety uh, to get back in the back end there. Yeah, we're going to go with another Michigan guy here at 31 and David Ojabo, a guy that tours Achilles at his pro day, um, which is the only reason he's picked here. Otherwise, he'd probably be a top 12, 15 pick. Um, but the edge rusher out of Michigan, we are sending to the New York Jets as they can kind of help him develop at least that first year as he kind of still rehabs from that Achilles injury. Yeah, and that pick, uh, Jets got that pick by sending Mackay back to Cincinnati for 31 straight up. Cincinnati gets a really good high-level high level tackler for Burrow. And then the last pick of the first round last week, we had Boye Mafe uh, going to the Detroit Lions who get an edge rusher after they pass one on one at two. And Browns out the first round. Um, we're going to kick off the second round right here with the Jacksonville Jaguars at pick number 33. We're going to give them an interior defensive lineman, a guy that could have really gone in the first round, and Devontae Wyatt out of the University of Georgia. Uh, part of that loaded defense, just a really solid player and can has high pass rush upside as well. Yeah, for sure. like him a lot. Uh, at 34 here, the Detroit Lions are back on the clock. It took Kyle Hamilton and William Moffat in the first round. They're going to take another versatile defensive player in the backfield. I'm going to go with Jalen Petrie. We can play uh, in this kind of the safety or the slot corner role as well. Yeah, we're going to stick with defensive backs. I'm going to go with the University of Georgia safety, Lewis Seen, to the New York Jets here with their own pick. Uh, they previously took Equonu, Ojabo, and they traded for DK as well. So a good haul starting to build up here for the Jets. Yep, uh, sticking, sticking in the state of New York here. Got uh, Leo Chennault, linebacker from Wisconsin, going to the Giants after they draft Evan Neal in the first round and traded back with Chicago from their seventh pick. Here at 37, we got the Houston Texans, and we're going to take a guy that's been rising on boards uh, in Travis Jones, the defensive tackle out of UConn. Uh, they already took Kayvon Thibodeau and Garrett Wilson, so another guy at least they can put on a defensive line along Thibodeau that should be very beneficial in helping each other. Yeah, one of my favorite players in the drafts, Travis Jones. He's great. Uh, 38 here with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, picking that up from the Jets in the trade for DK Metcalf. They take Arnold Ebiketti, edge rusher out of Penn State, uh, and going along with their Hall of Sauce, Gardner, and Drake London. Yeah, and a guy that could have gone in the first round, had he not been injured, uh, George Pickens, we're going to send to the Giants in the pick that they got from Chicago in our trade previously. Um, but the wide receiver out of University of Georgia is going to head to New York and play alongside Galladay and Tony. And the Seattle's back on the clock here at 40. This is their own pick. Uh, they're going to go with Bernard Raymond, tackle out of Central Michigan. They get a, a boost for the offensive line. And uh, quite looking at quite the haul here with Sauce, uh, Sauce Gardner, Drake London, and then Arnold Levichetti. Yeah, like you said, Seattle's back up here on the clock at 41, back-to-back -back picks. Uh, Going to go with Brian Asamoa, uh, really up-and-coming guy out of Oklahoma, play linebacker for him. And like you said, Raymond Levichetti, London Sauce, good class building for them. Absolutely. Uh, 
You have the Indianapolis Colts here on the clock. This is their first pick of the draft, and they're going to take Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of North Dakota State. You have to get him a deep threat to go with Matt Ryan and uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, Watson's a great player. See him going higher. I could see him sneaking into the first round even. Um, we're going to have another quarterback come off the board here at pick 43. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and they just traded – their quarterback to the team that just picked ahead of them in the Indianapolis Colts. So their quarterback right now is Marcus Mariota. Don't know what the plan is with him. So they're going to draft Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of University of Cincinnati. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, you mentioned Atlanta taking take Jamison Williams at eight, and we're going to have his teammate John Mechie go here at 44 to the Cleveland Browns. They're with their first pick of the draft. Yeah, a solid pick for a guy that could be picked higher. Um, Cleveland needs a receiver, and with this being their first pick, got to make a splash move for someone that may not be there in a few picks. Um, 45, the Ravens are up with their own pick in the second round, and we're going to give them another corner here in Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Um, with Booth being drafted, he would play solely the slot corner position, and it just gives the Ravens a bunch of different options and nonetheless depth that they desperately need going into the season and to get through the season. Yeah, sticking with a corner here at the position, I'm uh, going to go with Tariq Wollin, corner out of University of Texas, San Antonio, here at 46 of the Minnesota Vikings. You took Jordan Davis in the first round, getting a little more defensive help here for, here for him. I agree. That's a great pick. Um, Minnesota needs to go corner in the first two rounds of this draft. Uh, but 47. We got the Washington Commanders are up who took Derek Stingley at 11 in the first round. And we're going to give him another quarterback here in Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, a guy that could start from day one. And while whoever Washington adds to that quarterback room won't start barring an injury, um, nonetheless a great piece to add for Washington that could turn out really well for him. Absolutely. Matt Corral, I think, is the most priority quarterback in the draft. I'll just put that out there right now. Uh, got 48 on the board here. We're going to go with Justin Ross, receiver out of Clemson to Chicago. They need a receiver. Uh, he's got the highest upside here. He's had a lot of injuries in college, but if he can replicate the talent uh, he showed in his freshman year at Clemson, he could be a great number one receiver for him to go with Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I thought, I mean, if you replicate his freshman year a couple times to get him three years of that high caliber play, I mean, he's a top 10 pick in this draft last year if he wasn't didn't have to stay another year to play, boost his stock a little bit. But next up here on the board is the New Orleans Saints, and we're going to go with another receiver in Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Uh, Saints normally don't take receivers in the first round, so getting him here in the second round to put with a couple offensive guys they already got and Trevor Penning and Kenny Pickett, um, great pickups for them early on in this draft. Yeah, for sure. we got uh, Kansas City Chiefs here up at number, pick number 50, and they're going to pick cornerback out of University of Washington, Kyler Gordon. Uh, it's going to go with Daxton Hill. They got earlier in the first round. Build that secondary up a little bit more as the AFC West looks loaded offensively. Yeah, that's a great pick for them. Um, 51, we're going to have our first running back off the board. To the Eagles, who already have Traylon Burks and Devin Lloyd, we're going to give them Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Um, kind of a running back by committee there in Philadelphia currently. Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker can become that workhorse for them while their other running backs kind of work out of the backfield, maybe in the passing game a little more. Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be a great, great running back duo or backfield duo with Kenneth Walker and uh, Jalen Hurts. At pick 52 here. Pittsburgh Steelers make their first pick after trading their 20th overall pick for Jordan Love. They're going to take Nick Benito, the edge rusher, out of the University of Oklahoma. I think he super high ups that athlete, uh, really productive in college, so it's a great pick for them here. 53rd overall pick, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock in the pick that they acquired from Vegas in the Devontae Adams trade, and we're going to give them Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Can really play tackle, uh, guard, probably year one. So a good pickup for that offensive line and just gives them more depth along nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, again, get your best five on the field. It's been a theme on this podcast for a while now on the O-line. Uh, 54, we're going to go Chad Muma, linebacker out of Wyoming. Going to go to the New England Patriots here after they drafted Trent McDuffie. Again, they're going to build that defense up, try to build the winner on that defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, I like that pick a lot. And uh, with the 55th pick that the Ravens acquired from Arizona in the trade that we had in the first round, I'm going to give the Ravens Logan Hall, a guy that can play the three-tech or the five-tech along that defensive line for the Ravens and just gives them the depth and versatility that they need at this moment. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Uh, Baltimore building up the defense is really solid after the, the AFC just looks loaded offensively. So building up the defense in the AFC is never a bad thing through the draft right now. Uh, I got 56 here. Going to go Abraham Lucas, the right tackle out of the university – or sorry, not university, just regular Washington State, not university, my bad. Um, Going to go to Dallas here after they picked the Kobe Dean of the first round. Uh, they need a right tackle. They, they, uh, they lost Lyle Collins, so – Abraham Lucas can probably slide in and start year one and be a serviceable guy there for him in year one. I agree. Yeah, a guy that not as many teams are high on, we believe, and him going to Dallas would be a good pick for them. And like you said, Lyle Collins leaving um, help fill that vacancy there for him. Uh, but 57, we got the Buffalo Bills, and they took Kyrie Lam in the first, and we're going to give him Alec Pierce here. Wide receiver out of Cincinnati, bigger guy who – can really help that offense even more with Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. Um, you like him a lot. It up a little more. Absolutely. Uh, I got 58 here. I'm going to go with Perry and Winfrey, the defensive tackle to Oklahoma, going to the Atlanta Falcons here. Finally getting a defensive pick for him after they take Jamison Williams and Desmond Ritter early in the draft. Next up in 59, the, the pick that the Pittsburgh Steelers acquired in the trade for Jordan Love that Green Bay initially had. We're going to give him Nicholas Petit Frere, the tackle out of Ohio State. Can play either tackle position. We'll probably come in and play left tackle for them, though. Yep, we got pick number 60 here. We're kind of rolling through these pretty quick. I got Tampa Bay Buccaneers up here at 60. They're going to go with another Texas A&M Aggie after taking Cannon Green in the first round. They're going to take DeMarvin Leal, a defensive lineman. He can kind of play all, all over the D-line, uh, inside, outside, whatever you need from him, he can do. So getting them a versatile defensive lineman there. Yeah, I like that pick. Giving them a couple of Aggies, maybe go against each other in practice. Uh, would be fun to see a video of that. Um, pick 61 here. Got the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to give him Jaquan Brisker, um, a guy that could hold the back end down as they don't really have anyone at the free safety position. Uh, their first pick of the draft being a position of need is always great, uh, especially with a team that's solid throughout. Yep, got pick 62 here. Got the Kansas City Chiefs on the board. They've prior taken Jahan Dotson, Daxton Hill, and Kyler Gordon. We're going to go back to the defensive side of the ball here. We're going to give him Drake Jackson, the edge rusher out of USC. He can drop in coverage. He can rush the passer. I think he's a really versatile outside linebacker, and he fits really what that defense needs right now on the edge. I agree. And with pick 63 here, um, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the board. They traded their first-rounder, pick 31, for Makai Becton. Uh, from the New York Jets. So first pick here, we're going to stick all along the offensive line and help build it up even more. And we're going to give him a center. And Cole Strange out of University of Chattanooga. This is a guy that no one has really talked about. A guy that's been in fourth rounds, snuck in the third rounds. I'm going to sneak him in, sneak him in here at the end of our second round. And this is a guy that could come in and be a really good football player. Um, I think he could be the second best center in this draft behind Linderbaum. Um, saw a couple videos of him just absolutely demolishing dudes. Uh, sets the tone along that offensive line, and that's what I think the Bengals want in an offensive line that kind of piecing guys together and hopefully sticking with some guys together for the next decade or so. Yeah, I like it. It's the first, the first hot take from the cold seat in the second round here. Mm -hmm. um, this this pick right here at 64, maybe not a hot, maybe not a hot take, but uh, I'm going to go Martin Emerson, a corner out of Mississippi State to the Denver Broncos with their first pick of the draft. That's a solid pick. A guy that's pretty versatile in that defensive backfield, um, but we will play corner for the Broncos there. Uh, start off our third and final round that we have for y'all in this fifth edition of Mock Draft Monday. We're going to take the first tight end and the tight end that we believe is the best tight end in the draft out of Colorado State in Trey McBride. Jacksonville Jaguars have just been sticking with their own picks here. Um, they previously took Aiden Hutchinson first in the first round. They took Devontae Wyatt first in the second. So they're going to go with their first offensive player of the draft in Trey McBride. 
Yeah, we're on the same page there. I think he's tight end one. Uh, he can offer lots of that offense and uh, just makes them more versatile offensively for them. Got the Detroit Lions up here at pick number 66. They've taken defensive players this entire draft, going Kyle Hamilton, Boye Mafe, and Jalen Peacher. We're going to switch it up here, go offense inside of the ball. We're going to go with Sam Howell, the quarterback at a UNC, University of North Carolina. Uh, I think – I don't know if he's better than Jared Goff, but, um, you know, who knows where they're picking. And I think – Got to give Jared Goff some competition, give him a little push during the training camp and practice and all that stuff. So, get a guy in Sam Howell who could who could boom and be a great quarterback for you, or he's a, or he's a backup for the next decade. Yeah, I mean, you just got to see what you have, and with him being there, you got to take a swing on him and see how it goes. Um, so, great pick for them, I think. First offensive player they've taken so far in this draft. Um, we're going to go with our second running back off the board here, with pick sixty-seven. The Giants are on the clock, and we're going to give them Brees Hall who I believe is very similar to the guy they currently have in Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon coming off that ACL in 2020, um, going into his fifth-year option. The cap hit for him is going to be a little bit higher. I don't think they will re-sign him just based off what they've seen from him recently. Um, but with us going with Pickens for that offense, adding Brees Hall would just be awesome for whoever they have at quarterback. For sure. Uh Got the Houston Texans here on the board at number 68. They've gone through two of their three picks so far. has been trench players and Kayvon Thibodeau and Travis Jones, and we're sticking with the trenches here. Other side of the ball, they're going to go with Darian Kinner, the offensive tackle slash offensive guard out of the University of Kentucky. Yeah, like that, a versatile guy that you can put on a not very good offensive line is always really good. Um, can move around, see where he fits best. 69th overall pick here. Uh, we got Brandon Smith for the New York Jets. He's a guy that can come in. We've previously taken Ikwonu Ojabo, trader for DK, and Lewis Seen. But you can play linebacker for him and help Seen and Ojabo down the road. Um, and hopefully they all pan out there for the Jets. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brandon Smith out of Penn State. I think he's a really good linebacker. I think he slept on in this draft. Uh, bang, banged up a little bit uh, his last year in college, last two years in college. But he's really, really high-quality player. Uh, got number pick number 70 here. The Jacksonville Jaguars have taken, uh, again, two trench players of their three picks so far, and we're sticking with it just like with the Texans. Going Jeremy Sawyer, the guard slash tackle out of University of Georgia. I don't know if he's a tackle at the next level, but I think he's a great guard. Uh, he's a mauler in the run game, really physical. Uh, I think he's a, he's as an advanced uh, pass pro for being as big as he is, so I'm going to go with Jeremy Sawyer here. Yeah, he's a guy that I would have no problem taking uh, six picks later plugging him at left guard and maybe starting from day one. So a really good quality pickup there for the Jags at pick 70. Uh, pick 71 here, got the Chicago Bears on the clock. I'm going to give them Kingsley Enigbare, the edge rusher out of University of South Carolina. Um, a guy that could really come in day one, start, replace that Khalil Mack um, presence, hopefully down the road. But I think he could maybe get five, six sacks. Uh, rookie year and have a solid first year for the Bears. Absolutely. Got uh, number, pick number 72 here. The Seattle Seahawks are going to add to a massive haul they already have of uh, Sauce Gardner, Drake London, Arnold Abiquetti, Bernard Raymond, and Brian Asamoa. And we're going to go with guard out of uh, the University of Memphis, Dylan Parham. Uh, like I said, he comes, comes in and starts day one for him. Uh, round three typically is where you can find a lot of starting guards and starting centers day one, seeing that guard and centers on a super high-value position in the NFL. A lot of starters will fall to the second round, third round here. So another starter here falls to him at, uh, at 72. I agree. I really like that pick there for Seattle. Helps them along that offensive line. Um, 73rd pick here, we have the Indianapolis Colts and a pick that they acquired in the Carson Wentz trade. I'm going to give them Marcus Jones, the corner out of University of Houston. Uh, that Houston defense was stacked. They have a few guys at every level that could be drafted. Marcus Jones really stood out, though. A great coverage guy and Will be really good as they traded uh, Rockyson to the Raiders for Unique and Dogway this offseason. Yep, got uh, number, pick number 74 here. The Atlanta Falcons are back on the board. Took Perry and Winfrey with their second round pick. Okay, with Desmond Ritter as well as Jamison Williams in the first round. Going to go with another University of Kentucky offensive lineman in the third round here. We're going to go with Luke Fortner, uh, center guard prospect for him. Again, he could, he could likely come in and start day one. He's kind of a project, but then he's got some high upside athletically. So uh, 
least in that offense for Atlanta. So I like what we're doing, what they're doing here with that pick. Yeah, I agree. And with the 75th pick, the Denver Broncos, we're going to give them Troy Anderson, the linebacker out of Montana State. A uh, guy that really will probably go in the third round, but he could sneak into the second. Quality player out of Mich- Mont- Montana State, excuse me, um, which helps build that defense for the Broncos as they lost a few guys this offseason. And I'm back up here, the 75th pick, 76, sorry. My team's up, Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to give them a edge rusher out of University of Kentucky and Josh Pascal, um, <clears throat> a guy that could really come in and play well opposite Odafe Owe and once Tyus Bowser comes back healthy from his Achilles. A position of need here for the Ravens and filling it in the third round with a starter is always great for a team that's really on the brink of getting to the Super Bowl. He might be one of my favorite edge rushers in, the, in this kind of third round here, second, third round. I love him. And then 77, we have here the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock again. I'm going to take Sean Ryan, Pac-12 guy out of UCLA. Uh, can play anywhere off, along the offensive line, really. Um, but with them taking two defensive guys and Jordan Davis and Tyreek Wollin uh, early on, fills a hole for them and gives them an offensive player in this draft. Yeah, I love that pick for him. You know, you know me. I love a good Pac-12 uh, offensive lineman. I think he starts at guard for him day one, competes with Wyatt Davis as well. He's a really quality player. Uh, just to let you guys know, Brett did take 76 because it was his team. Typically, if we have odds and evens match up with uh, the opposite person's team, we'll give him that pick. So I'll have pick 79 up here for the Chargers. Just so we can talk about our teams here uh, with these new picks. But I'm on the board here at 78 with the Cleveland Browns. They took John Mechie with their first pick. Going to go with another SEC offensive player in interior offensive lineman Ed Ingram from the LSU Tigers. I think he comes in, he can he can compete to start at guard on day one, and I think he can start at guard in the future for him. Uh, really good mauler in the run game, and uh, just a physical player. And then uh, I'm back up here at the Chargers at 79. Uh, we took Jermaine Johnson with our first-round pick last week. Uh, BPA, I would be a dream scenario for me personally if they could get him in the first round. Uh, he's my edge, too. A uh, little surprise for next week's uh, big boards. But he's my second best edge player in the draft, and my first one is not. Aiden Hutchinson's a little bit of a sneak peek there. But I'm going to go Damian Pierce, running back out of the University of Florida here for the Chargers. They've met with him a couple times. Uh, they need a running back, too. They've said they wanted a running back, too, a legit running back, too, and spent a third-round pick on one here who I think is a really high-quality player. And then I'm again here on the board at 80. Back to our odds evens here. I got evens. Uh, Houston Texans adding to the defensive hall that they've got with Travis Jones and Kayvon Thibodeau going to go Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. Again, uh, a guy who could probably go earlier. We had him fall a little bit in this draft, but uh, as linebackers typically do in the draft, they fall a little bit. Again, that position of not super high value in the NFL. So uh, Christian Harris getting him here at 80 would be an absolute steal for him, I think. Yeah, and up here at 81, we got the New York Giants. I'm going to give them their second defensive guy this draft, and Cameron Thomas, the edge rusher out of San Diego State. A uh, guy that could come in and produce for him. They need an edge, and hopefully Thomas can develop into the guy that they want on the end of the defensive line. Up here at pick 82, we got the Atlanta Falcons on the board. We're going we're gonna to double dip at the, rec- at the receiver position, excuse me, and we're going to go with David Bell, the receiver out of Purdue. Really productive in his college career in the Big Ten. Uh, doesn't really do it. He's a master of none type of guy, but I think he just, you know, he finds a way to get open, and those kind of guys succeed in the NFL, so – David Bell going to the Atlanta Falcons here to go with Jamison Williams and then uh, Kyle Pitts, their pick last year. That's a great pick there uh, for the Falcons. Like you said, a team that really doesn't have any receivers. Um, a guy that could be a second-round pick, I mean, still one of those high-end receivers, um, not quite as good as the rest leading to him be there at 82 for the Falcons, but a great pick for them. And at 83 here, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. Going to give him another DB here in Kirby Joseph the safety out of University of Illinois. One of Illinois' few guys being drafted this year, but Kirby Joseph can come in, start maybe day one in that aging secondary, but we're going to give him another DB here pretty soon. So uh, great pick for them, I think, and really produce early on. Yeah, Kirby Joseph's kind of an interesting pick here um, for them, just saying that the safety class gets kind of weird once you get out of that that early in the second round. Um, Nevertheless, good pick for him here. 
at the Pittsburgh Steelers here at 84. We're going to go get Jordan Love a weapon here in Calvin Austin, a guy who's super fast, super twitchy, um, guy who can get, 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 get him the ball in his hands uh, no matter how you do it. Jet sweeps, screens, deep balls, handoffs, however you want to do it, uh, playmaker with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I mean, they need a receiver. Uh, they don't have Juju and they don't have James Washington. So a guy that can come in and produce and kind of does something no one else does. So great work for them. I'm going to go with another receiver here at 85 for the New England Patriots. And Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, a guy that no one's really talked about, high, higher on some boards than others, um, but really the best receiver available here. And with the Patriots' current state of their wide receiver room, a great fit for them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that pick there for them. Uh, as much as I hate the Vegas, <clears throat> as much as I don't like them, uh, New England Patriots getting a good pick there. It, it's probably the right pick. They need a receiver to go with that room. The Las Vegas Raiders here, their first pick of the draft. I love it. Their first picks in the third round. I don't like the Raiders. I think everyone knows that by now. Going to go with a bit of a reach here, which I am totally okay with in center Donovan West out of Arizona State. Um Probably the best center on the board here, and they're, they've pigeonholed themselves into taking an offensive lineman in the third round, in my opinion. Their offensive line is uh, shaky at best, and so I feel like they have to get an offensive lineman here to try and try and patch a couple holes up front. I agree, yeah. Um, that's just feeling a need right there for you with the Raiders' first pick going with a position that's fairly weak. Um, but the 87th pick here of our three-round – mock draft of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I believe it's their second pick as they traded with it, their second rounder to the Ravens. And we're going to give them a interior defensive lineman out of Alabama. And Federian Mathis, um, they took Trayvon Walker, just giving him a guy like we did Travis Jones to Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, guys that can play next to each other for a while and help benefit off of each other's success and taking up offensive blockers. Yeah, Arizona taking a couple of guys who I view as projects in the NFL, but again, you're taking the upside of, of uh, you know, playing at really big schools in, in college and kind of having that be to their disadvantage. But uh, got Dallas Cowboys here up at 88. They've taken Nicobe Dean and Abraham Lucas. We go back to the defensive side of the ball through with the left tackle, right tackle in the first in the second round rather. Uh, we're gonna go with Nick Cross, safety out of University of Maryland. Set out the Terps for Britt there. Uh, Guy who can play uh, kind of all over, uh, box safety, deep safety. Uh, he can be versatile for Dallas in the back end. Love a good turret. Um, seems like Maryland's always produced quality guys in the secondary, especially. Especially uh, safety. Darnell Savage getting drafted a couple yeah. years ago. He's, he's high quality. Yeah, Maryland's got some good safeties, good receivers. Primarily is where they produce their NFL caliber talent. But with the 89th pick here, Buffalo Bills on the board. I want to give him another defensive player in Channing Tindall, a linebacker out of Georgia. Uh, he played alongside Nicobe Dean, who the team that's picked before the Dallas Cowboys took in the first round. Uh, Tindall is a guy that can come in, can start if you need it. Um, kind of a thin linebacker room right now for Buffalo. Uh, so a great pick for them at a position of need. Can't go wrong with the Georgia Bulldog, the defense, or at least on the defense side of the ball this year. Plenty of talent over there, so uh, great pick for Buffalo. Got Tennessee Titans here up at 90. It took Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. They did not have a second-round pick as they traded it to the Atlanta Falcons in the Julio Jones trade, who they just cut this offseason. So uh, not a great move for them last year, but nevertheless, uh, they're going to take Carson Strong here, quarterback out of Nevada. This is definitely a hot take from the cold seat, and I'm rocking with it because you know there was rumors that they've been meeting with quarterbacks, and they don't really love what they saw from Ryan Tannehill, especially in that that divisional playoff game against the, the Bengals. He kind of sold, uh, maybe one of his worst games ever. So uh, Carson Strong, a lot of upside, super super strong arm, no pun intended, uh, but he does have a cannon, and uh, you know he could be a high upside guy again. Maybe a little, maybe he gets a Ryan, maybe he pulls a Ryan Tannehill and pushes the vet. Uh, just like he did with Marcus Mariota, pushes him out and uh, gives him competition. Could see a new quarterback in Tennessee uh, here pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be a great pick for him. Uh, Tennessee is really loaded, um, shaky situation there at quarterback, as Tannehill is not the long-term answer. Uh, so great pick, bringing some competition is always a good thing. And number 91 overall pick here, 
the Tampa Bay Bucks. We've given them two Aggies previously. We're going to give them a Kentucky Wildcat here and Wandale Robinson, the wide receiver. Um, just giving Tom Brady another weapon is never a wrong thing. And good pick for them, really top receiver available on the board. Yeah, a guy who's uh, really, really good after the catch. Talk about playmaker with the ball in his hands, so great move for there for Tampa. Got 92 here, the Green Bay Packers, taking Chris Olave, Zion Johnson, George Karloffis, and Tyler Smith. We're going to go with a linebacker here, defensive side of the ball. We're going to go Darian Beavers out of the University of Cincinnati, part of that Bearcat team that's had a great couple of years. He was really an anchor on that defense in the middle in the front seven. Um, a guy who's uh, – Sneakily athletic. He's a little bit bigger, a little heftier of a linebacker, but he's a sneaky athlete. He's a quality and covers really good eyes, really good instincts. So maybe not the most athletic uh, guy in general, but uh, definitely sneak up on you and good in coverage. Look at instincts. Yeah, pick 93. We got the 49ers here. Their second pick of the draft, and we're going to give them their second DB of the draft. In Mario Goodrich, the corner out of Clemson. Uh, they previously took Daquan Brisker. Giving them Brisker as their free safety and good riches their outside corner is great pickups for them. Um, can really develop and do damage day one for that defensive backfield. Yeah, I got the Kansas City Chiefs are up at 94. They've taken a couple Pac-10, Pac-12 guys rather than a couple Big Ten guys. We're going to go ahead and give an SEC player here. We'll give him Brian Robinson, the running back out of Alabama. Uh, guy who waited his turn there behind a couple really, really talented running backs in Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris now in the league. I think this guy is one of the most, one of, if not the most physical running back in the draft, uh, pass pro monster. Uh, could be a great short yardage back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I feel like this would be a home run pick for them at 94 if there ever was such a thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, that could be a home run pick there and uh, for the Chiefs. Wouldn't love to see it, but. Great player, I think, and he'll Me be a great bro. For sure. So, the uh, 95th pick, we're going to have our second tight end come off the board here and Greg Dulcich out of UCLA, a guy that could really be a dominant number one tight end, I think. Uh, has all the intangibles, and coming into Cincinnati, could really be their number one tight end. They brought in Hayden Hurst, uh, but I think they're looking for that number one guy. Yeah, I think he's a really, really good player. Really slept on in this draft. Uh, 96 here, you got the Denver Broncos. They're going to take Cam Taylor Britt, uh, <clears throat> cornerback out of Nebraska. Um, you know, they don't really have a corner one. They drafted Martin Emerson. This is going to be the second corner of the draft. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a tie end guy, you got to you got to replace that and backfill with uh, just guys who are average to above average. So they have to get better in the secondary and on the defense in general. I agree. And as we tap into the compensatory picks here that teams have gained from losing high-end players or coaches, in the third round, the first compensatory pick was awarded to the Detroit Lions, and they're picking at 97 here. And they're going to take another Georgia Bulldog and another linebacker from that defense, the third one in the first three rounds, in Quay Walker, a guy that was very versatile. He's more like Dean than Tyndall is. Um, but could be really good for that Detroit defense who already has Hamilton, Maffei, and Petrie. Second compensatory pick here, going to the New Orleans Saints. They've taken Trevor Penning, Kenny Pickett, and Sky Moore. Go ahead and give them their first defensive player of the draft here in Kobe Bryant. Uh, named after the late, great Kobe Bryant, Los Angeles Laker. Uh, we found that out during the draft process that his parents or his dad Wanted to name him after that. Changed the first name a little bit, spelled a little differently, C-O-B-Y. Uh, but he's cornerback out of the University of Cincinnati. Another ba another Bearcat defender going here in, in this draft in the third round. Uh, really, really solid across from Sauce Gardner. I think he benefited from covering wide receiver twos at, at Cincinnati. But at the end of the day, uh, he still performed at a high level. And uh, I think he's going to be the thir third or fourth best corner in the, in the in the DB room there for, for New Orleans. So he's got a lot to learn from. And he could be a high-quality player in the slot for him. I agree. And I'm going to take an SEC player here and Damone Clark out of LSU, a linebacker that could go to the Browns and really produce from day one. Uh, Cleveland's kind of thin at that position in terms of true middle linebackers. Uh, but they took Ed Ingram already, so they'll be reunited there on that uh, Cleveland Browns team. 
pick 100 here, Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to pass this one off to Brett. Let him let him get the Ravens pick here. Yeah, um, the Ravens gained this pick in a compensatory process. And I'm going to go with a guy that could be a second-round pick, and Daniel Falele, the monster of an offensive tackle. 6'8", just a guy that can really come in and do what Orlando Brown did early on, just be a dominant run blocker opposite Ronnie Stanley there at right tackle. Um, but a really solid haul so far for the Ravens as they picked up a couple DBs in Booth and McCreary and a couple more defensive guys in Hall and Pascal. So giving them the first offensive guy and it being at 100 in Daniel Falele is great value for them. Talking about another team we're getting a great haul right now. i got the Philadelphia Eagles on the clock here at 101. Traylon Burks, Devin Lloyd, Kenneth Walker, three guys who were maybe the best player at their position in college football last year. Maybe not Traylon Burks, but uh, Devin Lloyd, Kenneth Walker surely were. And Kirby Joseph, a, a quality safety there. In the late in the third round, we're gonna go with jo- with Josh Job here, uh, former Alabama Crimson Tide football player, uh, corner for him. Uh, he probably comes in and slots in in maybe an outside corner and like a like a nickel or dime set for Philadelphia, uh, sliding Darius Slay maybe inside of the to the to the slot. Uh, but I think a guy who could develop really well. Uh, he played it played against really high level competition and uh, for the most part held up well. Uh, he's serviceable corner. Again, he could be a great special teams player as well. You know he's going to be disciplined coming from the Nick Saban, Nick Saban system. So Philadelphia gets himself just a, a good football player and a high IQ guy. Right, yeah, I agree. That's a great pick for him there. Uh, Job and Bryant are really the two corners that are, could be high-end guys here at the end of the third round. Um, I'm going to go with a high-end guy, and the Miami Dolphins are on the clock here with their first pick of the draft, primarily due to – them trading for Tyreek Hill. Um, but here at 102 with the first pick, Dolphins are going to take Alec Lindstrom, the center from Boston College, um, a dominant Boston College offensive line as they normally are. Always produce a couple solid interior offensive linemen year to year. And Lindstrom is nothing but that, um, a guy that should play center for the Dolphins as they kind of have a hole at center. Um, but another piece for the offense that should be pretty solid this year. Yeah, got another AFC team here up, Kansas City Chiefs at 103. We're talking about halls, and this might be one of the best halls in the draft with Jahan Dotson, Daxton Hill, Kyler Gordon, Drake Jackson, and Brian Robinson. We're not going to go with a Power 5 player here, though. We're going to go with a G5 player. We're going to go with uh, Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, wide receiver. Going to get some wide receiver depth. They lost a couple of receivers, like Brett mentioned earlier. They lost Byron Pringle. Um, they could always use some more depth there. Juju Smith-Schuster has been prone to injury in the past. So um, get him a guy, another special teamer, a uh, guy who can play a punt return, kick return, uh, kickoff coverage, just an athlete. So and they get some receiver depth. Uh, you know, the Chiefs seem to always have a guy who just you never hear of or it's a late-round pick that, you know, will make a super clutch touchdown against your team. I know that for a fact uh, from firsthand experience with the Chargers. So uh, Khalil, Shakir, Khalil Shakir adds to what is a – massive haul for the Chiefs, and it makes me a little bit sad as a Chargers fan. That's a great class already through just three rounds for him early on in this draft. Um, we got a few picks left for y'all, and I'm going to go with a guy who could come in and produce day one for a team that just won the title and is having their first pick here at 104 in the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and Kellen Deesh, another offensive lineman at Arizona State, a tackle – as he will most likely play at the next level. But with the Rams losing Whitworth to retirement, um, can never go wrong with an offensive lineman, especially at a position that's now vacant. Yeah, pretty crazy. Rams' first pick comes at 104. But uh, in the infamous words of Les Need, F them picks. They won a Super Bowl, so I respect it. Um, last pick of this mock here, mock draft 5.0 on the Cold Seat Podcast. We got the San Francisco 49ers around the clock here. Taking two defensive backs in Jaquan Brisker and Mario Goodrich. We're going to go with another Georgia Bulldog, this time an offensive player, though. Uh, younger brother of Dalvin Cook, Minnesota Vikings running back. We're going to go James Cook here. Uh, they profile very similarly and athletically. Um, certainly not the production that his brother had in college, but nevertheless a great player for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, coming off a national championship, he's had a great, great combine, great pro day. I think he offers a lot of versatility for the Niners. So, um, you know, they could always use more running back depth. They seem to always take a running back every year. So maybe not the wisest pick, but this is something we, we could absolutely see happening here. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. James Cook is a guy that I would love to have on my team. 
Absolutely. Um, fits the modern day running back mold and has the genetics already. Um, so a guy to look out for that could definitely go earlier than 105 as we had him going in our draft. But that's right. That wraps up the fifth edition of Mock Draft Monday. Um, our first three rounder that we've done for y'all. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, really getting into the thick of things, really the meat of the draft day two. Um, sending guys that a lot of people probably haven't heard of to different teams and filling needs kind of give some insight on some lesser talked about prospects. Yeah, this is cool. I really like it. I'm glad we, we kind of just like we said, tacked on round two and three here uh, for our last round or for last week's first round mock. Um, it's interesting because again, at this point, especially in the third round, kind of just teams are throwing darts at the board uh, with positions and needs. So oftentimes you're going to see guys fall that, you know, really talented, but it's just not needs for a lot of teams. And um, like I said earlier, you're going to see a lot of linebackers, a lot of offensive linemen here, just as those are lower positions of value. Um, but Brett and I really enjoy this kind of thing. Uh, third round, third round's always a hit or miss. We come back to this and have zero picks uh, hit correctly, or we get a handful, which would be really cool. Um, either way, it's really fun to look back on after the draft, um, kind of see where our thought processes were with teams. And even if they didn't take the, the exact player, if they took the same position, uh, we'll give us a pat on the back for getting the position right. Um, I think that wraps it up. We got a mock draft Monday 6.0 coming next week. No, no support, no spoilers there yet. Um, we're going to be as big boards, uh, position rankings and been uh, top 25 big boards on Thursday, a little bit of draft content on our, on our Thursday episode next week or this week rather. So we're really looking forward to it. And, uh, I don't have any other, anything else to say. Any closing comments, Brett? Yeah. I mean, pretty much covered it all. Got a little bit of a different mock draft a week from today for y'all. So make sure to tune in. Um, and then this Thursday, like you say, we're going to do top five players at each position as well as a top 25 player big board compiling all players into one giant kind of power ranking. Um, so we'll talk about both of those uh, this Thursday on the seventh episode of the Cold Seat Podcast. But make sure you all follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cold Seat Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. See you next, or should I say see you in four days. See you guys Thursday.